Amen. Welcome to New Life Church again. I'm excited to lead you through worship this morning. Pastor Nathan is speaking on time, and as such, I thought it fitting to read Ecclesiastes 3. There is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear, a time to mend, a time to be silent, a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And as we enter um, into worship, I just invite you to just take a couple of moments to just ready your heart for worship, to invite God into your life again, to maybe silence all of the busyness and all the things you have to worry about, and just be here and worship our wonderful Savior.
At this time, we'd like to take our offering. Our offering this morning is for the Benevolent Fund, which is a fund that our deacons administer for those in financial uh, trouble or um, those who um, need help with Christian tuition. Um, as we sing the offering this morning, uh, as we sing the offering song this morning, uh, we just invite you to think about uh, God and having all of the time in, in the world in his hands. We talked a little bit about it in staff, just this wonderful image of God being outside of time, of being um, in control of everything. What a wonderful image that is. So let's sing. Though the nations wait, kingdoms are
the Ancient of Days. God controls our time, and our time right here is precious. Today we're celebrating what it means to be community drawn together by Jesus Christ. It's a powerful image. We sang just a moment ago about how we're not alone. We're in the presence of God. God is always with us. And that's demonstrated by being community, by being drawn together. And that's what we're celebrating uh, this morning in welcoming some new members. And so I'd like to invite uh, them to come to the front uh, Remples and Jungs and um, uh, Hannah and Kalen, uh, Hannah Fictory, and um, just come on up, uh, find a spot in the spotlight. And uh, so uh, these people have uh, attended uh, New Life Connects. That's our uh, small group experience in which we introduce uh, life at New Life Church. And um, yeah, membership is important. It's, uh, it's a way for us uh, to attach ourselves to the body of Christ, to say, yep, I am part of the body of Christ. And it's also uh, a way to identify yourself as part of the family of God. And uh, it's a way also to commit to the journey of faith, uh, allowing others to encourage you and allowing others uh, to be accountable uh, to them in terms of our journey of faith. We'll talk some more about that in our series that we're uh, talking about uh, named Resolve. So uh, these are the people that have uh, uh, attended the class. And um, so I, I mean, there's other guests and we welcome guests always. And uh, so glad to have you here. And if you've been attending for a while and you're starting to think, wow, you know what? I could make this place home, then uh, I want to invite you uh, to the next New Life Connects class and uh, just be on the lookout for that. We'll be announcing that uh, later on for the spring. And uh, yeah, so uh, here's Henry and Cora Rempel. And uh, they come to us from, I forget, uh, somewhere up country, Armstrong, Vernon, Kelowna? Depends which week it is. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, they, uh, many of you know them already, uh, so they are former members here at New Life. Uh, they are from Abbotsford, and uh, they spent a large part of their career uh, upcountry, and so uh, they've returned. Uh, Henry recently uh, retired, and uh, so um, uh, they've returned here to New Life, and uh, we're so glad to welcome you back, and uh, it's good to have you with us. Wonderful. Um, and then we have, uh, uh, well, Hannah Victory, and uh, Hannah grew up here, right here at New Life. You're going to hear more of her story as well, and uh, she was baptized here and is now responding to all of the promises that God has given to her. Along with her is her son, Kalen, uh, Kalen Hoover, and uh, Halen, uh, Kalen is going to be uh, giving his testimony as well, making a profession of faith and being baptized uh, for the first time. Looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. And uh, little Kairos is going to be baptized for the first time as well. This is, uh, uh, you've never met them before, Sean and uh, Ashley Jung. Actually, uh, they've been here for a while. Sean is our small groups and young adults pastor. 
And uh, so um, Sean, of course, uh, is already a member and he's credentialed and he's a professional and he's a minister and all that stuff. And Ashley is transferring her membership from a church in Korea, I think somewhere near Seoul, right? Yeah? Okay. Not quite in Seoul, but somewhere near there. Yes. And this is a little Kairos, and uh, we're going to make sure he doesn't fall into the baptism pit. Um, But uh, yeah, so... um, So this is the class. I want you to welcome them, give them a warm welcome, and uh, bless them. Yes. All right. (laughs) All right. See, that's the way to draw people into community. There you go. All right. So we're going to proceed with the baptism of Kairos. And uh, so, Sean and Ashley, why don't you step forward here? We're going to invite the rest of you to stay around uh, nearby. All right, excellent. So, all right. So in in baptism, uh, when we baptize uh, an infant, it's it's a picture of God placing his hand on that child to say, I assure you that all of the promises in Scripture of my love, of uh, giving life, my promise to forgive, to draw you into myself, those promises are true for you. And then we're anticipating as the community of Christ that one day Kairos can respond to those promises with promises of his own. In the meantime, as his parents present Kairos for baptism, we ask promises that you will make uh, to raise Kairos. And so, uh, Sean and Ashley, at this time, Do you promise to accept God's gracious promises for yourself and to live in the faith that Jesus is the Savior of the world and your Savior who saves you from your sin, from all of the brokenness of your life, and do you make him the master and ruler of your life? And then do you promise also with reliance on the Holy Spirit and the help of this community to instruct your child by words, by example, as well in the truth of God's word and in the way of salvation through Jesus Christ. What is your answer? All right, excellent. So uh, they've named their son Kairos. And then, uh, so that's a Greek name. I'm going to take one at a time because the next one's really complicated. Um, uh, They've named him Kairos. It's a Greek name, and I suspect... uh, Sean came up with that in Greek class when he was learning New Testament Greek. And uh, kairos means time, time. And uh, there's a couple of distinctions about time and so on in Greek, but uh, we won't get into all of that. Beautiful name. And then his, uh, he has a second name. And uh, I'm sorry, this isn't going to sound right coming from me, uh, but it's Bokum. Okay? Bokum. Yeah? <laughs> I, I speak Korean now. Um, yes, it's a beautiful name, actually. It means good news, right? Cool, hey? Good news. So, um, Kairos Bokum. And uh, so I'd like to uh, bless Kairos uh, with this verse from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7. So God set another time for entering his rest, that is, his salvation, his good news, So God set another time for entering his rest, and that time is today. God announced this through David much later in the words already quoted, Today, 
when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Yeah. So let's baptize Kairos. Kairos Bokum Jong. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Um, I'm going to invite, because uh, Sean works with uh, life group elders and young adults, I'm going to invite them uh, to come on up, quick a minute, and uh, other new members will surround them. Let's uh, bless the Jung family uh, and pray for them as they uh, raise Kairos. All right? Awesome. Yeah. So good. All right, fire down here. Yep, there's the whole crew there down there. All right. So you get to see some of the life group elders. You get to see some of the young adults. You get to see some people in Sean's own life group. All right. Feel free to extend a hand of blessing upon this family as we pray together. Almighty God, thank you so much for your goodness and your faithfulness that you've shown also to Sean and Ashley, we pray, God, that as, as they raise uh, little Kairos, God, we pray that you will bless them richly. We pray that you will uh, show them your kindness, your mercy, bless them with patience and with courage, bless them with wisdom, God, and bless them with your Holy Spirit, that as uh, they join together as family, that uh, they will uh, flourish in your grace and in your love and that they may experience much joy. God, uh, we pray blessing upon them. And as a congregation to God, we pray that uh, we too will be faithful in uh, encouraging and blessing this family that together uh, we can nurture faith in little Kairos and in all of us together. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As they return, congregation, do you also promise to support this family, to support Kairos, to love him, to draw him into this community, and to bless him and encouraging him in his faith? What's your answer? All right, excellent. You guys may be seated. You may be seated. All right, so now is the time for uh, testimonies and uh, to hear the commitments that uh, these new members are going to make. And uh, so, Hannah, at this time, I invite you to uh, give your testimony. Just uh, step right up and uh, speak right into the mic, and uh, you're going to do fine. All right. All right. Is it on? Hello? There we go. Okay. Um, So, hi. I'm Hannah Victory. I'm the second oldest in a family of five. Um, you probably know my parents, John and Gertie, and my brother Fred. Um, unlike Fred, I'm pretty shy, so just bear with me while I read my testimony. Um, I'm, I've been blessed with really hardworking Christian parents who provided me with an abundant life. I have deep roots in the Christian Reformed community, and this has given me a sense of connection and belonging that has been a powerful force in my journey. This community, Christian schools, a large and amazing extended family has supported me 
and displayed the love of Jesus in miraculous ways my whole life. I've been here at New Life since the beginning of the church's history and felt quite proud to read in a history booklet where I was listed as a charter member. I remember my dad taking me to this new building site where the church stands and um, being pretty excited to have our own building. Life was full and busy with family, friends, Calvinettes, or now called gems, youth groups, weekend retreats, home group get-togethers, and the list goes on. Looking back, I am grateful for this idyllic life I was blessed with. I think we can agree that no matter how good a foundation is set up for us, many still struggle. I always had a strong faith in Jesus. I accepted him into my life at a young age and lived in relationship with him. But with all God's goodness around me, I could not feel content. Feelings, and very intense ones, plagued me. I was restless and unhappy. I was diagnosed with learning disabilities, depression, and anxiety. Thus began my downward spiral towards multiple addictions in an attempt to self-medicate. Mental health problems had a certain stigma to it, especially when those afflicted have not had childhood trauma or a specific cause. The sadness, despair, and frustration with myself for not being able to get over it or grow up only made the situation worse. My best solution was to self-medicate, and that led to many trips to psychiatry ward of the hospital and many trips to rehab. The continued support of my family, church, and friends, despite the harm I caused, is absolutely my saving grace. I cannot describe the powerful connection to others and seeing Jesus' worship through service to the hurting and broken has been in my healing journey. Due to these severe ups and downs in my life, my relationship with God started as mostly one of a desperate plea for help and repentance of the wrongs I had done. Through much work with counselors, being patient and gentle with my progress, and time I've spent with God, I can happily say I have, for the most part, been healed from these disabilities. Attendance at church on Sundays has helped me create structure that I have lacked. I have also been very involved in 12-step programs. For those unfamiliar with the 12 steps, they come straight from biblical principles and provide one with a practical way to give one's life over to God. The program includes detailed instructions and a different perspective of repenting and addressing past harms. Simple but effective ways to go forward, living an honest life, ever developing a reliance and a trust on God, learning how to turn to him for strength and to become useful and productive in passing on the message of God's healing power. Every morning I wake up and thank God for the gift of a life of freedom, and I ask for his guidance and strength to get through the day. Evidence of the transforming power of Jesus is here in my life. My brokenness was so profound that had it not been for this community of believers, I likely would have died. I have a peace inside of me that comes from God now, and my moods are manageable. I have a sense of balance and consistency, and I am happy and content. God has given me the strength to achieve things that were formerly out of reach. I can do all things with Christ who strengthens me is a phrase from scripture that is close to my heart. I aspire to contribute to this community that has profoundly changed and shaped my life, and I hope that my experience can comfort and help someone who may be struggling with substance abuse, depression, and the like. I see the love of Jesus shine through people who can be there for another, just loving, supporting, and accepting people where they're at. Jesus accepts us as sinners, as we are, and freely gives his grace so we can be together in relationship, 
loving and supporting one another. I get so excited and overjoyed by this simple fact. To feel the depth of the lows I've experienced makes it easy to appreciate and enjoy the joys of life on a different level. Thank you, New Life Community, for being there with me through my journey. I thank God for his saving grace. So Hannah, I wanted to bless you with this verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this from God, who reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Blessings on your journey. Yeah. Kaylin. and that he is, in fact, the Son of God. I was born in Ontario on August 16th, 2004, and like most people, I can't remember too much about my relationship with Jesus until around the age of six. This was also when I moved to Abbotsford with my mother, living here in BC. I would attend Sunday school, watch Veggie Tales, and read Bible verses after supper with my grandparents, along with the many other activities that a young child may participate in to grow and their faith. However, when I was nine, I moved back to Ontario with my dad, where church was not a part of my life, and I questioned my faith. When I made trips back to see my mom in D.C., I would go to church. So although my relationship with Jesus was effectively absent, I would have relatively frequent reminders of Christianity. When starting high school, I was put in a Catholic school for the purposes of slightly better education and sports programs. During my time at the school, I, had the, I now had the teachings of Jesus back into my regular life. And, through, and though the idea of Jesus was rejected at home, I began to re miss my relationship with Jesus along with my Christian life and family back in BC, where I began to pray and start to identify as a Christian again. Halfway through 2020, I moved back to BC where I was now regularly with my Christian family members and was virtually attending church every Sunday. Once church was made back in person again, it was, it was exciting to finally get to go back to church, as I'm sure all of you know what a difference it makes to attend church in person. So after living as a Christian, accepting Jesus as the one who died for my sins about three years ago, getting baptized is a huge step in my faith to leave my sins against Christ behind me and to be born again. Being baptized, I will keep following the ways of Jesus, and I will desire to grow even closer to him now that my mistakes can be left behind me, and I can finally live as a new, born-again Christian. Good. Wow. So, I, I want you to notice how important it is to be that community. Right? You heard it in both of these testimonies. It's important for you to be here this morning to, to be part of that community that, that draws people in, that encourages us in that journey of faith together. Kaylin uh, is aspiring to be an uh, airline pilot, right? 
Yes, uh, so he's going to flight school right now. And uh, so, Kaylin, I want to bless you with this verse from Psalm 103. It says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is God's love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Blessings in your journey, man. Yeah. You want to grab your phone? You probably want to give all of that over to your mom. Uh, Otherwise... (laughs) All right. Okay. So, just as um, uh, so, Kairos was blessed with the promises of God. You've been blessed with the promises of God, and at this time, both of you, um, we want also to hear the promises that you make uh, to back to God, uh, receiving His promises. So, we ask you these questions, and you can respond with "I do." Hannah Victory, Kaylin Hoover, do you believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world? Do you love him and trust him as the Savior of your life? And do you embrace him as the master, ruler of your life? And will you commit yourself to strengthening and deepening your relationship with God through worship, through Bible reading, through prayer, and through serving God wherever he leads you? And third, will you allow us as a church family to help you keep these commitments to Jesus and to his church? Hannah, what is your answer? I do. And Kaylin, what is your answer? I do. All right. Congregation, New Life Church, Community of Christ, do you promise to love and pray for Hannah and Kaylin? And do you promise to be a community that nurtures them in faith and nurtures alongside of them so that all of our faith together is nurtured. What is your answer? Yeah, all right. Okay, I'm going to invite friends and family to come on up, surround these two, and we're going to pray for them as well as uh, we bless them on this journey of faith together. Come on down and uh, just join together. And uh, place your hand upon them, and uh, the rest of us uh, just extend a hand of blessing upon them. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, bless them. So good. Yeah, let's let the parents get in there. There's good. All right. Ah, let's rejoice together in the way that God leads us in this journey of faith to love him and trust him and to know him. Let's, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we're overwhelmed by, by the way that you show your presence in our lives. God, thank you for grace and mercy that sustains us day by day, moment by moment, no matter the direction of our lives, whether we're just beginning to discover uh, your love for us or whether uh, we've taken a long journey in discovering your love for us. God, we pray that uh, you will bless Hannah and uh, Kaylin, that you will encourage them in faith, that you will draw them 
ever closer to you, God, day by day, moment by moment, in the difficult times, God, we pray that you will show them mercy and compassion, and in the times of joy, God, I pray that you will lift them up uh, so that uh, they can give all honor and glory and praise to you. Father, bless them with your Holy Spirit so that they're inspired to uh, be obedient to you, to follow your call, and uh, to be faithful in being a, a faithful witness to your love and your grace in their life. And may that light shine from their lives into the lives of others. As we heard Hannah express, God, uh, she wants to be able to pass on that grace of, of Jesus Christ into the lives of others. And so, God, we pray for blessing upon them. We pray that you will enrich them, that you will encourage them, that you will uh, draw them close to you. We give you all the praise, God, for your faithfulness to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, at this time, we're going to uh, then, uh, you can all go to your seat, and uh, I'm going to invite John to stay here, and... uh, well, we're going to baptize Kaylin. Gertie, you can stay up here too if you want. And Hannah. You might want to take your cap off. Just go around. I think the temperature gauge is uh, broken because it says it's 100 degrees. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> no, just, just, step, just step down in there. Yep, right on there. Just put your feet right up against there. All right. All right, ready? Yeah. Here we are. God's been gracious to you, man, revealing yourself to him, and, uh, or revealing himself to you. And so, uh, Kalen John Hoover. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Hey. All right. Blessings, man. All right. So good. Sean, your turn. I gotta dry off. Yeah. Thank you, congregation, for being the community that draws people into faith. Thank you so much. You know, one of the biggest thrills in ministry is to baptize someone, and not just baptizing them, but when they're raised up out of the water, to, to be able to participate in the applause that you give to God, to give all that glory, that is a powerful testimony of God's work in our life together. God be praised. All right. God is good. All the time. Amen. Welcome to New Life Church. My name is Sean, and I'm your host this morning. A special welcome to all the guests in person or online. We're glad that you're joining us. Our aim is to help you get connected to the New Life community. So if this is your first time here, we want you to fill out a connect card to get to, for us to get to know you and for you to get connected into the community. 
And so for those of you who are online this morning, drop a comment saying where you're watching and who you're with. And if you're here in person, the Connect card is available in the seat pocket in front of you. Uh, please fill it out and submit it at the info booth or uh, into the offering basket collection boxes. Uh, when you bring it to the info booth in the foyer, you will receive a New Life gift bag, which includes a New Life tumbler and a bag of Missions coffee. Um, here are the announcements for this morning, for this week. Uh, Resolve Prayer Night. Uh, we're in a sermon series right now called Reserve, Res Resolve, Resolve, not Reserve, uh, in which we talk about New Year's resolutions and forming good spiritual habits. Next Sunday, not this Sunday, Pastor Nathan is going to be speaking about prayer and cultivating and developing your prayer life. And so in conjunction with that sermon, we're hosting a prayer night the following Thursday, so that's January 26th, so not this Thursday, but Thursday after this Thursday, at 7.30 p.m. Our youth will be joining us in this prayer night, and I, actually the youth will help us lead this night here in the sanctuary. Secondly, we are going to Colombia for a mission trip. You're invited on a mission trip to Bogota, Colombia, to serve with New Life Missions partner, a brand new life ministry, or JPC, Spanish initials for Youth for Christ. This ministry is led by Fernando Trevino, who was here a few months ago speaking and sharing with us about his ministry and, and preached to us, and, and, uh, and, and a, a preached a sermon to us. He's looking forward to some renovation work that could be done and other assistance in the ministry of the youth in the city. And so this trip will take place in the last week of March. So if you're interested, please attend a meeting next Sunday, January 22nd, after the service. The meeting will be upstairs in room 303. Every Sunday, we have a fellowship time in the service, and it serves two purposes. You can meet someone new, that's the first purpose, and extend to them the peace of Christ. And the second purpose is for the kids to be dismissed without parents missing any part of the service. So parents, you can bring, down, bring your three- to five-year-old children to Little Lights, and kids in grades one to five can go downstairs for Kids Church using the door on my right. So we're now going to start our fellowship time, three-minute fellowship time. Don't worry about taking your stuff with you because I won't make you sit in a completely new sit seat this time. You can go back to your own seat. Uh, but, the, yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. It wasn't that bad. Say hi to those sitting around you, and if you're not sure what to talk about with your neighbor, you can ask them, what is your favorite thing about winter? Have a great Sunday.
Hi, Jennifer. I'm well. Yeah, you too? Yes, I am. Yeah? I know, isn't that great? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. what so a guy. His wife just moved here then? Uh, well, I don't. Um, some time ago. I mean, they've been. I, well, I'm not sure actually how long yeah. they've been married, but um, but yeah, she is from Korea. Yeah. He grew up here, yeah. although he. Well, he was born in Korea mm -hmm. and um, spent the first 13 years of his life. I think in Korea. So, yeah. So. Yeah. If you would take a seat, please. Well, we got a little bit more way, a uh, little more time here uh, together. What a wonderful time! And uh, got a few more minutes left. This isn't going to be. Uh, this is not going to be an extensive sermon, but we certainly want to introduce uh, this series uh, to you again. We're in this series called Resolve. And uh, here's, here's some of the thinking behind it. I've, I've been thinking, you know, in these past several years, um, particularly during the pandemic and the height of the pandemic, um, maybe there was uh, some uh, kind of uh, resignation to, uh, you know, our limitations and so on. It was like, uh, well, let's just forget about things. And, and so the intent of this series is, is to encourage us and to inspire us, I hope, uh, and to challenge us uh, to say, you know what, I need to pay attention to, uh, to my faith journey. Just as uh, these folks have, have been paying attention, uh, our new members have been paying attention to their faith journey to say, you know what, it's time for us to, to link up with this church and uh, do membership and... Uh, to do a profession of faith, many of you know it takes a lot of effort, a lot of courage to stand up here, give your personal testimony of faith, and uh, it's so good to hear, though, right? And so uh, 
We want to take this time in the next several weeks uh, to challenge ourselves to say, yeah, there might be an area in my faith journey or in my life in general that I need to pay attention to. And, and, and it probably requires some work. And now's the time to do it. And so the intent is, uh, after each of these messages, uh, to, to provide some kind of challenge. And sometimes it will be uh, some kind of event in that following week. Sean just announced uh, the prayer meeting uh, after next week's message. This week uh, is just going to be, uh, you're just going to hear a challenge, and you can take it up or not. And uh, so some of these messages might even apply to you. Uh, uh, or might apply to you, and some of them you say, no, I'm fine in that area, that's okay. Uh, but together, uh, we want to encourage one another and build each other up. So this morning, uh, I'm going to take just a few brief moments t- uh, to talk a little bit about time, uh, which is an extensive topic, we could spend a lot of time on it, I suppose, but um, uh, I want us to reflect on the time that we have, because a lot of times we think of time as, as uh, simply, well, perhaps we take time for granted, and or we think time is ours. But listen to Psalm 90, uh, it begins this way, Who, uh, Psalm 90, Lord, you have been our dwelling, we sang this at the beginning of the service, Lord, you've been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. From everlasting to everlasting. In other words, God is outside of time. Janessa mentioned that earlier. God is outside of time, and he gives time to us as a gift. It's not just your time to use however you want. It's a gift And when we receive that gift, when we acknowledge that we receive that gift, then time needs to be considered in terms of how we use it. How do you use that gift of time? Time is a gift. So Psalm 90, and uh, I would encourage you to maybe go home and and read the entire psalm. We are not going to go through it entirely But read that psalm because the the whole psalm is structured in terms of that contrast of God being outside of time and and we ourselves living our lives in in the constraints of time, but not just in a limiting way, but as a gift. God's gift to us to give us time to use and to use well. And so the second thing about time Uh, that we reflect on in this psalm is that time is wisdom. If time is a gift of God, then time also is wisdom. Listen again to verse 12 of Psalm 90. Teach us, it says, teach us to number our days aright that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Gain a heart of wisdom. Because using time well requires wisdom. Paul refers to it this way in, in uh, his letter to the Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5. He says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, making the most of time, because the days are evil, which maybe sounds a little jarring to us. I mean, it's not that bad, is it? Well, 
Paul's point is making sober judgments about time, about the time that we have, is necessary in our lives. We need to make careful judgments of our time. Because the fact is, sheer busyness isn't always wise. On the other hand, mere leisure isn't always the best thing either. And so there's that tension. What do you do? You have everything available to you in terms of time as a gift. How are you going to use it? Teach us to number our days, God, so that we may gain a heart of wisdom in using our time well. And then finally, uh, so I'm already on my third point. Pretty impressive, huh? Uh, Time is a gift. Time is wisdom, requires wisdom. And time is sacred. Time is sacred. We, we, we easily lose sight of that, actually, because uh, we, we talk about time being my time. This is my time, except that it's not. Time is sacred. Time is, is something holy in our lives, and we ought, to, we ought to honor time in terms of its holiness. <coughs> Excuse me. Listen, listen again to the conclusion of the psalm. This is how the psalm ends. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. In other words, God, in the time that we have and in the time that we use, establish it. Because it's sacred. Because it's holy. We want it to be honoring of God. Time. John Ortberg talks about redeeming time, and uh, he says some really good things uh, about it, as he usually does about almost anything. And uh, John Ortberg says, in order to remind myself that time is holy, he keeps in in his own mind um, two images that Jesus uses. On the one hand, Jesus uses this image of put your hand to the plow and don't look back. In other words, get to it. You've got things to do, do it. Get to it. But the thing that, that, that John Ortberg said he struggled with personally and probably any one of us struggles with is, and yeah, we can get so consumed in the stuff that we do that the rest of life passes us by and we're not paying attention to anything else. And we get so absor- self-absorbed that we, we forget uh, about uh, how we're using time. And so he has a second image that he keeps in mind that Jesus uses, and this one perhaps is more familiar. It's from Matthew chapter 11. My yoke is easy, said Jesus, and my burden is light. It's kind of the opposite side of that image, the other side of the coin, in other words. On the one hand, put your hand to the plow and don't look back. Just focus on what you need to do. On the other hand, Jesus' image, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, allows us to let go and to say, God, this is your time. So here's your challenge. In this week, you need to consider how you use time. Is it a gift in your life? Or do you think it's simply yours to do with whatever you want? Here's the challenge. 
Are you using time wisely? And that doesn't mean, I mean, the assumption often is that that means you're always busy. But wisdom requires you to balance out your life so that you acknowledge that you're not in control of time, God is. So the challenge for us then is to keep time sacred, to acknowledge that God commissions us to use our time to do stuff. That's obedience to his call in our life. But then also to recognize that Jesus doesn't make unreasonable demands of us so that we consume ourselves with busyness as though we can manage our life all on our own and establish ourselves. No, rather, God establishes the work of our hands. God establishes our time so that it honors him. That's the challenge. It's the challenge even on a day like today, which we call the Sabbath, our Sundays. We don't often think about that, perhaps, but what does Sabbath mean to you? What does it mean for you to have time that's holy in your life? Sometimes that that might mean that you do take this day as a day of rest. I know there's all kinds of other obligations, and perhaps in the past we made too many rules about it. But your challenge is to think about what does it mean for me to rest in God? What does it mean for me to surrender time into God's hand so that he can establish the work of our hand. That's the challenge that faces us today. How do we use time? Let me make a suggestion. So all of us are busy. But all of us also have leisure time. I want you to go through your schedule this week. Maybe take some time today. Go through your schedule. And just look at it and say, oh, I didn't realize that's how I use my time. Perhaps, perhaps you don't have a schedule at all. You just kind of wake up each day and you just kind of move forward and there you have it. Well, maybe laying out your schedule of the things you do uh, might reveal something about how you use time. Or maybe you, your schedule is so strict that in laying out your schedule, you're going to realize that, wait a minute, I think I'm in control of my time. And you're going to have to learn to surrender it. So, maybe most specifically, the challenge might come down to this. Consider the ways in which you might think, ah, you know what? That time there on that particular day or maybe the time in the evening or maybe the time uh, when you get up, you might say, I, I could be more wise about the use of that time. I suspect that for most of us, that's going to be a matter of uh, screen time. Right? We, li- we live in a world Uh, where we face the screen all the time, whether it's our phone or a tablet or a computer screen or a TV screen and so on. 
Your challenge is to say, what could I refrain from to challenge myself to keep thinking about what it means to use my time wisely as a gift from God in order to honor him and to reveal God's own holiness? I want to pray for us that God will equip us in this week and challenge us in how we use our time. Let's pray together. God, you are sometimes a slow God. The psalm says you're slow to anger. Sometimes, God, you're a fast God. You're so quick to administer compassion and mercy upon us quicker than we would like sometimes because we think others deserve something else. And in your fastness and in your slowness, God, remind us that time belongs to you. And so forgive us when we think of time as an enemy. Forgive us when we think time is ours to do with whatever we want. God, forgive us when we misuse time. Show your mercy once again. And whether in our fastness or in our slowness, God, help us to keep keep time with you, to keep in step with you. Help us to face that challenge in our life. Help us to face that challenge this week. And free us to live in your time, Father. Free us to live in that new time that you've established in Jesus Christ where your yoke is easy, your burden is light. And yet where we hear your call, God, upon our life to obey you in all things and to keep on revealing your kingdom in all of the busyness of our lives. Transform us, God, into people who see time as a gift and as a friend who live as if we have time because we know that your time will never cease. You are a God from everlasting to everlasting. We pray this through Jesus Christ. Amen. Please stand. Oh uh-huh.
as you face the challenge for this week, receive the Lord's blessing. I want you to extend your hands like this. Just say together, here am I. One, two, three. Here Here am I. So the Lord bless you. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ in all of your successes and all of your failures, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you to give you courage, to give you strength, to give you conviction, to give you his peace. Amen.